You're listening to the Happy and Healthy Podcast with Amy Lang, founder of Moxie Club. When you're looking for lasting weight loss, join us here for the mindset you need, a dash of inspiration, and stories that will bring it all to life. Episode number 15. Well, hey there, Amy here. How are you doing today? So yesterday was Mother's Day. So happy Mother's Day to all the moms out there. And in honor of you and really all the parents and teachers who are doing your level best to make sure that this distance learning thing is as good as it possibly can be for the kids. Here's your funny for this podcast. Why did the math problem look so sad? Because of all its problems. <laughs> all right. Speaking of problems, I wanted to spend some time today talking about motivation and momentum because so many people tell me that the reason they can't achieve whatever goal it is that they set for themselves has to do with lack of motivation, like working out or sticking to a diet. If that sounds familiar, then I think you're going to enjoy today's podcast. So I thought I'd start out with a few definitions to make sure that we're on the same page. All right. When it comes to mindset, the definition is a mental attitude or inclination. And the mindset that we want to use here, I refer to as the abundance principle. So if you're not familiar with that, please make sure you listen to episodes number two and three. When I talk about motivation, there are two definitions that work for me. One is something such as a need or desire that causes a person to act, moving or tending to move to action. The second one is a driving force through which people strive to achieve their goals and fulfill a need or uphold a value. So when we talk about extrinsic motivation, this is when we're motivated by money or praise awards, recognition. This really depends on something external to us versus intrinsic motivation, which really relies on your individual internal values. And the reward is feeling good about this as the driving force for taking action. So if we're looking at something that's sustainable, and we're talking about habits, I want us to agree that we're talking about the intrinsic motivation. So when I refer to motivation, it's safe to assume that I'm referring to intrinsic motivation, okay? I just don't want us to be confusing the two. If I'm talking about extrinsic motivation, then I will call that out. All right, so momentum then is the strength or force gained by motion or by a series of events. 
So when we're talking about habits and momentum, it's really easy to have that series of events occur during the excited phase. That's usually somewhere around seven. It can last up to about 21 days. And then that's definitely easier than the intentional phase, which starts when the excited one ends and goes for about 60 days. So anywhere between, mm, let's say, 14 to 60 days. And then when you hit the automatic phase, it gets easier. So that's usually around the 60 to 90 day mark, okay? So there's a guy I know who owns quite a few personal training and boot camp training studios. He's a great guy, professional athlete, and I was watching him lead a motivation workshop. Yeah, I think he titled it Staying Motivated. And he had it as a Facebook Live. And the three strategies he highlighted, number one was no shortcuts. You got to do the work. Number two, something is better than nothing. And number three, momentum builds confidence and self-belief. Now, while I don't disagree with any of these ideas, these aren't strategies. So... I don't know about you, but I don't particularly find them motivating either. Maybe this works for the mindset of a professional athlete, but in my opinion, for most people, this way of looking at things isn't sustainable. Except for maybe number three, momentum builds confidence and self-belief. Because, well, no shortcuts, you got to do the work, makes it just sound hard. And... Something is better than nothing sounds like, well, it wasn't enough, but yeah, at least you did something. Or at least it's easy to interpret it that way. So let's talk about strategies for motivation and momentum. So the three strategies that I recommend and I'm going to focus on today are, number one, start with the end in mind. Number two, include a reward to satisfy the immediate gratification part of your brain. And number three, make sure that you create meanings that serve you. So when I say start with the end in mind, I want you to focus on your why and really get clear on what that is about. So if it's about weight loss, why do you want to lose weight? If your answer is, well, it's about having my clothes fit, I want us to go deeper. Why is that important to you? So if it's about getting off your high blood pressure medications, let's think about this. Why does that matter? So what are the implications of being on medication? Is it an inconvenience? Is it the side effects? And then more medication just to deal with the side effects of the original medication? Is it keeping you from being able to do the things that you want to do? You could be talking about wanting a stronger core, having better balance, being pain-free. All of those things ultimately are about 
how it affects your life and what's important to you. Let me give you another example around why. If you look at the topic of education, I know I have a lot of listeners who are moms, right? Education is not about getting an A on exam or even about getting a diploma or a degree. Those are great milestones. Don't get me wrong. Those can be very important credentials to have and a great way to measure our progress. But what what is it for? What does getting an A on exam really mean? It means that we mastered the subject. So is education to become a subject matter expert? Are you developing critical thinking skills? And ultimately, right, how are you going to use that education in your life? So getting that diploma or degree is really just the beginning of the journey, right? Same thing when it comes to getting fit and weight loss. It's just part of that journey. So start with the end in mind. Now we want to make sure that with that end in mind, we have a step-by-step process that we're following. And the more detailed, the better. And I don't mean detailed in a way that's overwhelming, okay? This is where focusing on small changes, tiny changes do create momentum, where they have this compounding effect. And you're more likely to take action because you've actually set yourself up for success. So the plans for the day feel very doable, which then builds your confidence and self-belief. And so it is true that there are no shortcuts. You do need to do the work. So this goes back to the idea that when it comes to lasting weight loss, again, with that end goal in mind, understand that diets and other quick fixes don't work for most people. Because when you regain the weight, it's incredibly frustrating. And besides potentially having negative consequences on your health, as in really you were better off not even losing the weight, now we also have to factor in that your brain uses this experience as evidence that you failed. Which leads me to a really important concept here and one that I heard James Wedmore probably say it the best, right? Failure is an interpretation. It wasn't the outcome that you were looking for, but it is a lesson to be learned. So if you go back to your step-by-step plan, the idea is to take it and tweak it so that you have a plan B. So when you go into this process with the idea that you're experimenting to find out what works for you personally, then when stuff doesn't work out, instead of it being an opportunity to beat myself up, it's what lesson do I want to learn from this? So when it comes to 
lasting weight loss. I know the what when it comes to the habits we want to put in place, like drinking more water, right? Half your body weight in ounces or eating three to five servings of fruits and vegetables every day. But what that looks like for you to make that happen can be very different and is likely very different than it is for someone else. So you really got to find out what works for you. So the second strategy here that I want you to keep in mind when you're creating that motivation and momentum is to make sure that you're building in rewards to feed that immediate gratification part of our brain. So I talked about this when we talked about happy hormones in the last podcast episode, right? Number 14. And also in the creating habits that stick, which I believe was number nine. So to create motivation to take action is so much easier when everything is lined up, right? We've got everyone rowing in the same direction in the boat. So we go back to the learning cycle. Thoughts and beliefs to our interpretation or meaning, to the feeling that it drives, to the options that we see available to us, and the choices we make and how we're going to respond. Those, right, those actions that lead to then the predictable outcomes, which become the evidence that usually proves the initial thoughts and interpretation. Because our brain loves to be right. <laughs> All right. So let me give you an example here. If you have a thought pattern, and again, this is basically a habit. I had a rough day today. I deserve a piece of cake. You can fill that in with anything else you want, right? But especially if you look at food as a reward, then I want you to notice that thought. And what are your beliefs around that piece of cake? So is it a piece of cake will help me feel better? How about when I have a rough day, if I ask the question, what can I do to feel better that doesn't set up food as a reward? So here you notice the thought, but you interrupt the habit by asking a question and let your brain, which loves being like Google, look for another answer. You could also look at it like, I had a rough day today. I deserve some pampering. So instead of, I deserve a piece of cake, you could try. I'm sure some fresh air and sunshine would feel really good. Woohoo, I'm going to have me some serotonin today. If I go for a run, it could be endorphins and serotonin. Where are my running shoes? <laughs> So these are just some examples. You obviously can try filling it in with something that resonates with you. I could even make that about if I go for a walk with a friend of mine, 
it could be serotonin for the walk, right? Moving our body and getting outside in sunshine to boost the serotonin levels. And we could add in a little boost of oxytocin because now I'm walking with a friend. So here we're focusing on creating that immediate gratification, that reward by triggering those happy hormones that I talked about in the last episode. So that was strategy number two. Strategy number three is really about the meaning or the interpretation that you're giving to that situation. So I want you to be aware that in many cases, the interpretation or the meaning, those are really conclusions that we drew many, many moons ago when we were much younger and had magical thinking. So when you were maybe four years old and you believed that you caused pretty much everything. For example, I believed that if I wished out loud for the opposite of what I really wanted, that it would come true. So when I was five years old and my parents told me that my mom was going to have a baby. They really wanted a boy. So I went along with that program. But what I really wanted was a sister. And so I was thrilled when my sister came along. So I don't know if she knows that, but I do know she listens to this podcast. <laughs> so now she knows. My point here is that a lot of our beliefs were formed when we were so young that we really didn't have the ability to look at them and question them. So if you have thoughts like, if only I were good enough or smart enough or thinner or in better shape, fill in the blank, whatever that is, if only, then what? So that's the meaning or interpretation that you're giving to what's currently happening. Then you would have what you want. Really? Is that really why? So I'm asking you to use your adult brain right now to look at these interpretations, these conclusions that you made many, many moons ago, because you've been operating under them for a long, long time without questioning them. So when it comes to food, what is the meaning that you've given to the experience that you have with food? And is the meaning you've given to the experience you have with food a meaning that helps you? Does it serve you? And if not, then why do you want it? So whatever it is, why do you want it instead of what you already have? So if you find yourself thinking, I should be further along, or I should lose weight, or I should exercise more, or my favorite from WebMD, and I'm calling them out here, Exercise should be fun. Please stop shooting yourself. 
every time you use that word should, I want you to understand that there is so much judgment behind the use of that word. The should and the should not is about right and wrong, good and bad. And when you don't meet that expectation, it leads to feeling like a failure, which again, I want to remind you that failure is an interpretation. So focus on making sure the meanings you are assigning are accurate and empowering because they really are the drivers of your emotions. And we know when we feel good and we feel confident that we're far more likely to take action that aligns with our long-term goals. All right, I think I'm going to end it here for today. I've given you a lot to think about, right? So in the next podcast, I'm so excited that we're going to have a guest, Brie Parquet, who is a licensed therapist that's going to work with us on processing emotions. So I'll leave you with one of my favorite quotes by Henry David Thoreau. What you get by achieving your goals is not as important as what you become by achieving your goals. You've been listening to the Happy and Healthy Podcast with Amy Lang. If you enjoyed today's episode, by all means, hit the subscribe button now. If you're ready to get started, visit my website, moxieclub.com. That's M-O-X-I-E hyphen C-L-U-B dot com. And sign up for a free 20-minute coaching session with me. And remember, making your choices when you're in a state of abundance is where the magic happens.